I'm continuing this series on building church culture, extending the invitation to you to join me in building our church culture. We have been looking at a graph that shows us how culture is built, whether it's in a church, whether it's in uh, a business or any type of organization. Uh, the outside circles there on that graph reveal how culture is built, how it is reinforced, how it is established. It begins with beliefs, beliefs, and then beliefs, then values, and then artifacts, which means symbols that simply uh, tell and repeat what the beliefs and values of that organization are. And then, of course, the most important com- component is behaviors, behaviors. You have all those things working together. They establish a culture. They establish a culture within a church, within a business, within an organization. And I'm inviting you to join me in building our church culture and reinforcing it in establishing it. Because God has given us, like he has every other church that names his name, a unique DNA. He has given us a unique DNA. Now, in this series, we've been looking at different beliefs and values that we hold dear here at CWC Life. We began by pointing out that we believe in the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. What does that mean? We believe that he is a God who values individuals. And we believe that he is a God who keeps his covenant to those individuals. He keeps his covenant to his people. And then we believe that he is a God who works through generations. He works through generations. So if you are a parent, I want to encourage you today to know that what God has promised you is that not only will he bless you and save you, he will save your entire house and he will bless your seed. If he's given you the gift of the Holy Spirit, then you need to believe that that Holy Spirit gift is also for your children, your grandchildren and your grand, 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 grandchildren. He's a God of generation. And then we've also said that he is a God that works through generations, younger, older, older, younger, benefiting each other as they allow God to work through them. Then we looked at the fact that we believe that every church has a choice to make, either to risk or to rust. Every church has a choice to make, either risk or rust. We choose to risk. We choose to risk because we know that only those that risk will obtain a reward. Only those that risk will experience the big catch that God has for them. And then we noted in our last message in this series, we said that we, we, we not only believe that every church has a choice to make, but we also believe that there are, the message is sacred, but not the method. The message is what is sacred, not the method. We believe that it is the message of the gospel that is sacred. But how we proclaim and promote that message, we can use various methods by which to declare the gospel. We can do it through arts. We can do it through visual preaching. We can do it through human video. We can do it through different ways. We can demonstrate the gospel, its message, through different methods. And we will not be afraid to utilize different methods in order to promote and to proclaim the gospel. We are committed to that here at CWC Life CB. So now today, we're going to look at our fourth belief, our fourth value. What is it? We believe that God gives each church a special grace 
to impact a certain place. We commit to operate in the favor of our flavor. Let me say it again. We believe that God gives each church a special grace to impact a certain place. We commit to operate in the favor of our flavor. Now, how many of you have ever been to Baskin Robbins? Yeah. You know, they got what they used to announce 31 flavors, right? Now, God has different flavors that he serves up through different churches. And we have been favored with a certain flavor here at CWC. And we are committed to operate in the favor of our flavor. There was a middle-aged woman that had a heart attack and was taken to the hospital. While on the operating table, she had a near-death experience. Seeing God, she asked, is my time up? God said, no, you have another 43 years, two months, and eight days to live. Upon recovery, the woman decided to stay in the hospital and have a facelift, liposuction, and a tummy tuck. She even had someone come in and change her hair color. Since she had so much more time to live, she figured she might as well make the most of it. After her last operation, she was released from the hospital. While crossing the street on her way home, she was killed by an ambulance. Arriving in front of God, she demanded, I thought you said I had at least another 40 years. God replied, I didn't recognize you. Ah, I, sometimes I crack myself up. Now I tell that story because a lot of us, including churches, are portraying and being who they're not. And that's where you lose your effectiveness. When you cease to be who your grace to be. Who God uniquely created you to be. And you choose to copy somebody else. You choose to mimic somebody else. Instead of being who God wired you and graced and equipped you to be. And the same holds not only for individuals, but for churches. Look what the Apostle Paul says in Romans 12.6 in the New Living Translation. In Romans 12.6 in the New Living Translation, it says, In His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing, notice, certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy... Speak out with as much faith as God has given you. Notice here that God has given through his grace everyone who is part of the church different gifts for doing certain things well. Now, what is said that God does for individuals is equally true as to what God does for churches. Now, here at CWC Life, let me be clear, we will applaud and celebrate what God is doing in other churches. 
while maintaining our commitment to carrying out what He has uniquely gifted and graced us to do. For instance, the style of our music, the way we present the message, the way that we emphasize the importance of generations. That's who we are. We will not change that. Listen, I know, I know that there are different preachers. There are different pastors. There are different leadership style. you got to understand that I'm not going to be who I'm not. I'm going to be me. Now, when I started out, I used to look at these great preachers and hold my Bible the way they held their Bible. Make the same gestures. But I discovered there was not freedom in that. When I first started out, I, I had these bunch of sermon outlines that my dad had left after his passing. And, and I would preach some of his messages, but I, I did not feel comfortable because I was mimicking even his preaching style. And then one day, I'll never forget, in Fremont, California, I decided I was going to prepare this message and do it my way. Because I love humor, I love telling stories, I love digging into scriptures, but I also love to present it in a relative, relative way. And I remember that that night, I felt so at ease. I felt like God did something. And someone that was a friend of mine said, man, I didn't recognize you. This is the first time I heard you preach like that. I said, I know, but it's the best. That's how I want to preach because that's me. And I discovered that was my zone. And in like manner, God has given us a unique grace here at CWC. Now, I appreciate what God has done in other churches. And listen, when I've come in contact with people that have come into our church from other church, they'll say, like, yeah, but we do it, we, they did it this way there. And, and we say, well, that's great. That's great that they're doing what they're doing. But that's not what God's called us to do. That's not what God's graced us to do. And you got to understand, I'm not going to change because you want to bring what was there here. Because I understand if I do that, I'm diluting our effectiveness because I'm taking away from the grace and and the ability that God has given us to carry out the task he's called us to fulfill in our region. Now, I want you to look with me at Numbers chapter 10, verses 1 and 2. Numbers 10, 1 and 2 in the New King James. It says, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Make two silver trumpets for yourself. You shall make them of hammered work. You shall use them for calling the congregation and for directing the movement of the camps. Now, you may say, what does that have to do with what you're sharing, Pastor? A lot. We can glean several principles from this passage that will help us here at CWC Life in fulfilling the vision God has called us to carry out as a church. Now, notice about these trumpets. The trumpets were to be made of, out of what they had, not from what they didn't possess. Let me say that again. The trumpets were to be made out of what they had, not from what they didn't possess. It says make two silver trumpets. Make two silver trumpets. Say silver trumpets. The question is, where did they get the silver from? And did they have silver? Well, Exodus chapter 12, verses 35 and 36. Exodus 12, verses 35 and 36. 
We read now the children of Israel had done according to the word of Moses and they had asked from the Egyptians what? Articles of what? Silver. Articles of gold and clothing and the Lord had given the people, notice, favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they granted them whatever they requested. Thus they plundered the Egyptians. So when God told Moses, instructed him, have your them make two silver trumpets. He was asking them to make out of what they had, not what they didn't possess. Listen to me. If you and I want to be not only effective as a church, but effective and successful and productive in our lives in carrying out what God has graced us to do through giving us gifts, talents, and abilities, here's the key. Start with what you have, not with what you don't have. Start with what you have, not what with what you don't have. God is not asking you to do what you cannot do because you do not have. He's saying, do what you can do with what I have given you. This is the key. And when you decide, I'm not going to worry about what I don't have, but I am going to utilize what I do have for God's glory and honor. Here's what you need to understand. Then God's touch will be on what you're doing with what you do have and God will move it from addition to multiplication. God will put His miracle touch at work in what you're utilizing. Woo! Look at what the Bible says concerning... Oh, I know it's... I'm supposed to be refined. No, that's not Pastor Angel. I'm going to be me. Now, Exodus 4, verses 2 through 5. Exodus 4, 2 through 5 says, And the Lord asked him, What is that in your what? In your hand. In your hand. And he said, A shepherd's staff. Moses replied, Throw it down on the ground. The Lord told him. So Moses threw down the staff. Notice. And it turned into a snake. Moses jumped back. Then the Lord told him, Reach out and grab its tail. If you have any smarts at all, you know the worst thing you can do is grab a snake by its tail. Why? Because its dangerous part is still loose. All you got to do is... And look what happens here. So Moses reached out and grabbed it. (laughs) <laughs> you could see him up. Okay. Because <laughs> it didn't make sense. It says, and it turned back into a shepherd's staff in his hand. Then God said, perform this sign, the Lord told him. Then they will believe that the Lord, the God of their ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob really has appeared to you. I want you to get this and get it really good in your spirit. All Moses had was a shepherd's staff. But when he did with it what God told him to do, that shepherd's staff experienced the supernatural power of God at work in it. It transformed. (sighs) 
You see, all I got is a voice to preach. And God says, I want you to preach. And you got to understand, there's some stuff that has happened that I can't explain simply because I opened my mouth and said what God told me to say, preached His Word like He directed me. And, and I'm telling you. And for you here, all you got is a bunch of sticks, two sticks in your hand. and you, But you don't know what happens is that when you say, okay, God, I'm going to use my sticks to glorify you. Those sticks experience a supernatural touch of God to such a degree that your playing doesn't just sound good here. It's impacting the spiritual realm. And God is at work supernaturally. And when you're playing your keys, you're like, it sounds beautiful, but what you need to understand, it's doing more than blessing the souls of the people here. It's going up into the heavens. God is being impacted by it. His heart is touched, and then He moves in the heavenlies. And Heidi, when you're singing, and you're throwing in those, ah, you got to understand You may think all I'm doing is utilizing my voice, but you don't understand that as you're singing, it's causing His Spirit's touch to come, turn hearts from hardness to receptivity. This stick threw it down. It changed by the supernatural power of God. you got to understand that when God directs you, Go help that person. And you do that simple act of kindness. His supernatural touch can come and do something beyond what you expected. And here as a church, there's times when God's calling us to do something. And it may not make sense. Like picking up a snake by its tail. But we say, okay, okay, God, we'll do it. And then he comes and through his supernatural touch does the impossible. Start with what you have, not with what you don't. I love what Hamilton maybe said. Hamilton maybe said this. The question for each man to settle is not what he would do if he had the means, time, influence, and education advantages. But what he will do with the things he has. There are too many people in our world and in the church that are stuck in the land of coulda, woulda, shoulda. And the reason they're in the land of coulda, woulda, shoulda is because they're like, well... I don't have much. Not understanding. You're not going to get any more until you use what you have. And when you use what you have, God will multiply. God will compensate for what you don't have. God will always give us an ability to create what we need from something that is already here. Teddy Roosevelt said this, Do what you can with what you have where you are. (laughs) Oh, 
anybody have any dad stories, grandpa stories? You had a dad or a grandpa that all they needed was one tool, and it was amazing what they could do with just that one tool. Huh? It's like the Greek mom that knows, all I need is Windex, and it'll take care of everything. (laughs) It's amazing how creative you can become. When you trust God and use what he you have, not what you don't have. Now watch this. Back there in Numbers chapter 10 verse 2. Watch, he said, make for yourself. Make them of hammered work. Don't miss that. Make for yourself. Make them of hammered work. Moses was commanded to make for yourself these trumpets. Watch this. He was not to buy them, rent them, or borrow them from a local marching band. He was to hammer them out for himself and then learn how to blow them until they sounded clearly. Here's what I've discovered about trumpets. And when I speak of trumpets, I'm speaking of techniques, ideas. Plans, strategies, etc. They are for sale everywhere. And there are trumpets that have been forged and hammered out by others. They will be for sale and readily available in every city at most conferences through magazines and on Amazon.com. Effective leaders, watch this, learn from others while at the same time hammering out their own trumpets. Let me repeat that. Effective leaders learn from others while hammering out at the same time their own trumpets. What are you saying, Pastor? It's okay to learn principles, ideas, techniques, plans, strategies, new perspectives. It's okay to go to conferences to hear of how others do what they do. Yet... If a church is going to operate in the favor of their flavor, they must not succumb to buying ready-made trumpets. They must take what they've heard and seen and learn and then apply hammering techniques so that what they implement is according to the favor of their flavor. Because only then, only then will the trumpet sound right. Wise leaders don't go out to buy someone else's trumpet and to play and attempt to play the same tune at their church because they know if they do, they will only hit sour notes. And so, you may hear PW do a song from Hillsong. Passion or someone else and be like, but that's not how it sounds. Or, uh, that is not in that song. But they put that in. It's okay. Because we're going to operate in the favor of our flavor. 
And then you're going to hear Pastor Angel preach out of books of the Bible. You're going to hear me preach sermons on certain topics. You're going to be, but, but that's not what T.D. Jake said. That's not what Joel Osteen said. That's not who, whoever you want to name. Well, they're graced differently than I am. And I applaud what God is doing in their lives. And you got to understand, like I shared on Wednesday night, I'm not into criticizing. I'm not into putting down. I know there's quick, there's trigger happy preachers ready to find somebody's mistakes and then say, and label them this and that. And I'm not going to be involved in that kind of living. I'm going to applaud what is right in a person's life, what Jesus is doing right in a certain ministry. I'm going to celebrate what God is doing through them. But at the same time, you need to understand, I'm not going to do it like so-and-so. I'm not going to preach it like so-and-so. Because God's graced me differently. And I'm free. Free to be me. Can't you see? And be happy. See, that's me. I mean, I could go all day just rhyming. All right, now let's get back to the Word of God here. So to, to what's important, Pastor? Watch this. Learn hammering techniques. Don't copy styles. Learn hammering techniques. Don't copy styles. What do you mean? Learn how others do what they do well, but don't buy their trumpet and attempt to play the same tune back home. Every church has a unique style. As unique as a flavor of their foods and their brand of music. But effective leaders... Honor their people by hammering out their own trumpet for their church. Now watch this. Back to Numbers 10-2. How many trumpets were to be made? Two trumpets. Watch. Two trumpets. Why? Why? Because two trumpets imply that someone else had to be recruited And train to blow the additional trumpet. Someone else had to be shadowing Moses if another trumpet was going to be used. God was establishing the importance of trumpet training. Why? Here it is. Because there is no success without a successor. There is no success without a successor. For the work to expand and extend, someone else must be trained. Jesus himself instituted this principle within his team. What does the Bible tell us in Luke 10.1? Luke 10.1, after these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also and sent them how? Two. By two. In Luke chapter 10 verse 1. Luke chapter 10 verse 1. After these things the Lord appointed 70 others also and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was to go. And then Mark 6, 7. Watch this. Mark 6, 7 says, And he called the twelve to himself and began to send them out. How? 
two by two and gave them power over unclean spirits. Listen to me. If you are a leader, if you're a worker here at CWC Life, I want you to hear this. If you are a leader, if you are a worker at your business, at your company, listen to this. Please, please, please. The best way to express your gratitude and profitability in your position is to prepare someone else who can fill your position. That's the principle. And Moses practiced it. In Numbers or Deuteronomy 34 verse 9, Deuteronomy 34 verse 9, it says, Now Joshua, son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom. Why? For Moses had laid his hands on him. So the people of Israel obeyed him, doing just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Did you get that? Woo! Why did the spirit of wisdom come on Joshua that was on Moses? It tells us, because Moses laid his hands on him. What does that speak of? Hands-on training. Hands-on training. And what does hands-on training represent? Instruction. Impartation. And participation. Moses practiced hands-on training with Joshua. How? Giving him instruction. And then when he put his hands on him, there was an impartation. And then he gave him the invite for participation. This is how we prepare the person that is to fill our position. It is through giving them instruction, but also impartation, where we take what God has placed in us, and we believe that through the Holy Spirit, it can be imparted to that person, that God will take of the Spirit in us and impart it to them. And then it's also through extending the invitation for participation, so that that person can be shadowing us, that person can be in our presence, see how we do it, see how we accomplish the task. That's part of hands-on training. And I want you to understand that here at CWC Life, we believe in the ministry of laying on of hands. Why? There's a power of impartation that happens when we lay hands in the name of Jesus Christ. It's more than a ritual. It's an opportunity to experience the reality of God's working through the power of His Spirit. Whew. Look what Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18. 1 Timothy 1, 18. Timothy, my son, here are my instructions for you based on the prophetic words spoken about you earlier. May they help you fight well with the Lord in the Lord's battles. Wow. Watch how these words were partake are, are shared with him in first timothy 4 verses 14 and 15 paul writes do not neglect the spiritual gift you received through the prophecy spoken over you when the elders of the church did what laid their hands on you 
Give your complete attention to these matters. Throw yourself into your task so that everyone will see your progress. We believe in the power, that there's a power that is distributed. There's a power that is imparted through the laying on of hands. Jesus said in my name, they shall lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. We believe that the laying on of the hands is a point of contact, but we also believe that in that contact there is more than a natural occurrence occurring. We believe that the supernatural also can be experienced and imparted through the laying on of hands. We believe that there can be a transmission of power. Not because we are musicians, but because where the Spirit of the Lord is, the power of God is present. And we believe that when hands are laid on people, God can impart something supernatural in to their lives. We believe that here at CWC Life. Again, what are we about? What do we believe? What do we value here at CWC? We believe that God gives each church a special grace to impact a certain place. And we commit to operate in the favor of our flavor. I want you to understand, we applaud, we celebrate what God is doing in every church that is named by the name of Jesus that loves God, that is serving His purpose according to His Word. We celebrate that. We will rejoice in that. But I also want you to understand, we are going to live out what God's graced us to do to such a degree that no matter what church you go to, you're not going to find a church that's like ours because we are going to be who we are, not who others would want us to be, but who God has graced us to be. That's who we're going to be. John Mason said, imitation is limitation. He also said, you were born an original. Don't die a copy. You were born an original. Don't die a copy. So I want to encourage you today to join me in establishing the culture where we operate in the favor of our flavor. Let's be committed. Let's be committed to being who God's graced us to be. Let's be committed to working it out, to fleshing it out, to demonstrating it here in our house. Let's be committed to use what we have, not what we don't have. Let's be committed to make sure that we are exercising here hands-on training so that God's purpose can be fulfilled here in His house. Amen? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your Holy Spirit that is here to confirm your word. I thank you that your Holy Spirit right now is here, right now, to confirm. Your Holy Spirit that is here is also at work in the homes of those that are watching today. And Lord, there is no limit to what you can do. And Father, we just are here before you as your servants. We are here today, Father, as your vessels as your instruments father and lord we are here as members of the body of christ as well as members of cwc life cv lord we are committed to honor you we are committed to honor you we are committed to serve the purpose for which you have graced us we are committed lord to carry out the mission the vision that you have given us here at cwc life lord we are committed to it and i pray right now lord I pray that you would just continue to stir up hearts, stir up hearts. And I pray for those, Lord, that have been stirred up even as I've been speaking, Lord, about 
utilizing what they do have, not what they don't have. You've been stirring up people to come out of the land of coulda, woulda, shoulda by beginning to step out and utilizing what they do have, not what they don't have. Because you don't call us to carry out your will without equipping us with what you would have us to do. For some of you, you're breaking off fear today. You're breaking off fear. What I mean by that is that you've been hesitant. You've been holding back. You've been afraid to step out. Because you feel things are still not in perfect condition. You feel like, I don't have everything though yet. And God is saying, I want you to step out, taking baby steps and utilizing what I've already given you. I've gifted you. I've graced you. I'm not telling you to take a huge step. I'm I'm telling you to just step out in faith, utilizing what you do have. And I believe what the Lord is saying is, you activate, and I will act, accelerate. You activate what I've already put in you, and I will accelerate. I will accelerate your progress into experiencing more of my fullness, more of my working in your life. Yeah. So I'm going to invite those of you that would say, Pastor, that's resonating in my soul. I've been hesitant. I've been holding back. I've been afraid to take even baby steps because I have felt I don't have everything in order. I don't have the perfect conditions. I I don't feel like I have everything that I need but I realize today God's calling me to start with what I have not with what I don't have and I'm ready to say goodbye to fear and to step out in faith I'm ready to activate so that God can accelerate that's you I want you to just come forward here this is the altar area the front area here in front of me this is the altar and I want to agree with you I just believe Some of you are stepping out of fear to faith today. This has resonated with you. You come right now. That's it. Come. That's it. Yeah. Come on. Come on. This is your moment. Step out. There's been a stirring that's been going on in your heart. God's saying, step out. You activate and I'll accelerate. Yeah. Yeah. And for some of you, there, there, there's been a, a dream. There's been a dream in your heart. There's been a desire. But that too has been stifled by a feeling of inadequacy. A 
not enough for this desire. I'm not enough for this dream to come to pass through me. And God is saying to you, yes, you are. I put that in you. And if I put it in you, it's because I plan to accomplish it through you. But you've been holding back because you're still waiting for perfect conditions before you step out in faith to see that dream unfold. And God's saying today, say goodbye to fear and say hello to faith. You activate and I will accelerate. If that rings true in your heart, I want you to come to come right now. Come right now. You know you have a God dream, a God desire that's been in you, but you've been hesitant to pursue it. You come right now. You come. PW is going to sing and this altar is going to be open. And there's a prayer team. There's prayer warriors. I'm going to invite that prayer team. You come as well and, and just join me in praying over these that are come that have come and that are coming right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.